Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead. Today, we have something a little bit different in store. We're so excited that not only do we have Micah here, but we've got a special guest with Emily from Lego Masters Season 4. Emily, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Um, Micah, want to wanna also welcome you back as you're here every week. Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm excited love, to be here. Love messing with that one. So <laughs> He's trying to say, um, Micah, thanks for sticking around with him. That's what he's getting absolutely. at. Absolutely. Yes. Well, Emily, you need to come back more often so we can both dish it to Jordan. So. <laughs> Sounds great. Have me anytime. Absolutely. I love it. So, so Emily, talk to us a little bit about what got you into Lego. We typically ask our guests, you know, what got you into nerd culture? What got you into this, this realm? And so for Lego, what did that look like for you? So I'm naturally just kind of nerdy. I've always liked nerd, more nerd, quote unquote, things maybe than most people. I do like sports as well, which a lot of nerds don't, they say nerds don't like sports, but I disagree. You can like nerdy stuff and sports. So um, I'm a hobbyist, so I bounce around from hobbies, but I get so hardcore into them that I go 100%. Like if I'm not the best, I'm not going to keep doing the hobby. It's a competitive problem I have. So I started building Lego in April of 2021 of my, like starting my own creations. Yeah. So only a okay. couple of years. Okay. See what I mean by like, I go hard. All out. That's all awesome. In. So um, I created a product. My husband was a travel nurse. And so we traveled a lot and it was so frustrating for me to try to have my kids build on the road. I couldn't get them to keep the Lego organized and it was so frustrating. So I built this little wooden tray to keep the Lego organized. And my marketer was like, you need to like get an Instagram and start building some Lego in there. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can get into another hobby. And then I built my first Lego set with my son and it just boom, 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 boom. And it just, and you just couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. <laughs> it's like the gateway drug, man. I'm telling you. I understand. I understand. That's Jordan so has that cool. kind of same problem. <laughs> yeah, it's usually like it's people who can't focus well i found that lego and yes. ADD like go hand in hand a lot of times um yes i can sit down and build lego for five hours but if you ask me to sit down and focus on any other task i'm like squirrel 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 over and over i can't focus mm. on the task at hand now for our viewers they can't see you right now because this is an audio only but i see a lot of disney back there so are you a disney person Huge Disney fan. Um, I have two kids, so Disney just kind of started um, the realm. We actually, our first one was the Harry Potter Great Hall was our very first set that we built, me and my son together. And then it just expanded from there. Um, yeah, I have the Disney castle and I, I choose to get as many of the Disney sets as possible. I've had to like really decide what sets are important or I would no longer just be buy all of them. <laughs> yes. My husband yeah. would be like, we're done. And I love him so much. So I kind of want to keep him around. So I got to be yeah. like a little minimal with my purchases. So I now at this Jordan, point, are you I'm listening? Writing... <laughs> Katie, if you Jordan's listen to this wife. episode, listen, listen to Emily. <laughs> so like, I don't branch to star Wars or Marvel, even yeah. though I do love those. I've watched all the shows. I'm, I like them, but I just had to pick, my like what you had to find your, your niche yeah yes, absolutely exactly. so this year disney turned 100 and they released the uh the four plus disney celebration train yes. um i don't know if you saw that or not we have two so i have three <laughs> of them yeah, and have. the the reason that we bought three of them my uh almost four-year-old son oliver uh, he and I went and bought all the different characters, like as the minifigures, and then we customed our own Disney parade for my city. And I'll have to shoot uh, some of the photos to you um, yes, so you can kind of see. Uh, we customed the train to be a little bigger, and then we did like Captain Hook's boat and like uh, expanded it a little bit. And then we did like Stitch's escape ship from Lilo and Stitch. We did uh, the magic carpet from Aladdin. We did Pocahontas on the waterfall. So like she's about to jump on the waterfall. We did like Scrooge McDuck, uh, his money vault, and like I have Huey, Dewey, and Louie playing in the oh, in the I gold. Like we have all these things. So when I saw all the Disney, I was like, oh, she's gonna love this one. And I don't know if you can see up here. I've actually got the uh, 100 camera. I saw um, the camera up in there. Oh, the camera. It's one of my favorites. It was. I, I want to buy a second Walt to run with my uh, my parade. 
just so that way, like I have one that's kind of more stationary, more the the display, and then one as a play. Um, well, and I'm looking that's at like that. one of those sets that down the road that's going to be worth something because it's the only Walt Disney minifig that's ever been made. And yep. so, yes, um, I have two of those. One will be built, and one will stay in the box. As, in the box, uh, and just like. I'm not really an investor Lego, but I do pick sets sometimes that I'm like, okay, this possibly will be worth something later on, or my kids will really love it later on. And I want them to experience it from opening from the box. So yeah, my, my son and I, we built the, uh, the up house and I am a big modular person. I have like a full city display and all that. And one of the things that we're working on right now is on BrickLink, you can get the studio app, um, that software yeah. program, and you can build. And I'm currently merging the up house and the Victorian home from the bookshop. So that way it would be like an actual like modular, uh, the up house. Of the I'm up just, house. That's awesome. So did you buy two of those sets to modulize so, it? So I haven't done it in person yet. I'm still trying to figure out how I want to make it work um, at this moment in time. I've just got the the up house currently just built, but I'm playing on the the software to try and figure out if I can even make it work. Dude, Jordan, that's impressive because studio is hard. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. I've been taking tutorials. Yeah, no, I can't use studio. Like when I build, like um, I'm working on you, your viewers, uh, watchers won't be able to hear, see this, but I'm working on a Mario, Mario, um, nice. little Mario guy. And I can't imagine trying to do this in studio. I have to like, I just dump in front of me all my blue pieces that I own. And then I just finagle with all of them and decide what works. But man, studio is hard. That's very interesting. I, I've, I've got it figured out a little bit through some tutorial videos right now. And what I'm what I'm really focusing on is trying to get it to where I can do it like in sections and then click them all together. So like when I pick something up and move it, I can still see it like in layers. Yeah, that's cool. So for those uh, people listening, you don't know what BrickLink is. BrickLink is like a secondhand Lego buying um, network per se. Every Lego piece has a number. So you can put in the part number and get exactly what you need there. You order from everyday people. They send it to your house, exactly what you need. And then they now have come out with a thing called Studio that you can build your creations literally on your computer. It's really, really quite amazing. I, I have a BrickLink order come to me probably weekly. It's 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 a problem. I'm waiting on one right now. They uh, they dropped the Doc Ock Venomized one. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yep, yep. And so I took the Daily Bugle arm style, and I'm making a black side, so that way it's Venom's arm coming out instead oh, of just... Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Wow, it's a good thing your thing is called Nerd Talk, because you're right up there on the... I am. Nerd. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm, I'm going to show you this. So we've shown our, our viewers on Facebook and stuff, but I got to meet Stan back a few years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so, so cool. I, I definitely live that nerd life. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I who doesn't love Stanley? He's like... Oh, the, man, he was yeah. awesome. I was really surprised they didn't put him in instead of Kevin Feige on the new Avengers Tower, though. Yeah, um, I, I agree. It, I'm like, I'm like, Kevin's it, cool, but not near as cool as a Stan Lee. We need, this, we need nostalgia, man. Nostalgia. Absolutely. The the, the king of cameos. Yeah, 100%. So, so I want to get into the Lego Masters journey for you. Uh, our, our friend Steven and Steven earlier this year came in and talked about what their experience with season three was like. And season four upped the ante. So what was that like for you as you applied, got in, got the job, all that? What did that look like for you? So they actually reached out to me for uh, season three, and I had auditioned, gone through the whole process, and unfortunately they went in another direction, which was fine. I was like, you know, gives me some more time. I didn't have a lot of mock experience, so the idea okay. of going on season three was a little bit terrifying, made me want to, like, barf a little bit. So I was just practicing a lot. And then the following year, I was like, I'm not doing that process again. It was so stressful. And they reached out again and they're like, please just try one more time. So I did. And they paired me with Kelly Bartlett. Uh, she's a woman builder in Oregon. And she's like one of the top builders that I know. She was like a legit inspiration to me before I even really knew her. I sent her a message and I was like, Hey, you're amazing. I just wanted to let you know that you're like a huge inspiration for me for mock building. So 
for those that don't know, mock building is my own creation. Um, you create something without using the instructions that Lego gives you. So she actually has her work featured in Bill in Denmark, which is like the Lego mecca Whoa. of Lego, yeah. where the headquarters, Lego house, and all the things are. So she, they were like, would you like to pair with her? And I was like, uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> pair with me? Like more like. And so then in season four, they said come on together and they just loved our dynamic because I'm such a dumpster fire hot mess and she's so put together and so wonderful and poised and um so they just liked our yin and yang dynamic that's Jordan and me I, yeah it's perfect you got you gotta have one that's <laughs> yeah. like ah, and one that's like hello you know you gotta have them I, I always <laughs> hello, look at Micah. like You've, you've got that one person who's got the big ideas and goes all out. And then you've got the person who's like, okay, but how are you going to make it happen? Look, let's look at the details. Let's, yes. Just how do we make your, your big idea happen? You've, you've got the direction, but how do we make it happen? And that's, that's me and Micah. I'm like, let's go. And he's like, all right, how? Yeah. You got one that has the idea and one that makes it light up. So you got the light bulb and then the one that needs to twist the light bulb into. Exactly. It. I love it. I like the dynamic. So, so is season four over? Already? Yes, season four. The finale just aired on Thursday. Okay, I'm behind. Um, that's all right. On Thursday of last uh, week, so... This past week, yeah. Yeah, so the finale so, aired. So then, okay, let's go back to this. And then they reached out and they were like, do you want to do it? So we did and ultimately got on the show. Okay. They flew us out to Atlanta where we started the filming process. Um, they really wanted to... They. I was always confused at why Lego masters puts teams in certain colors or like why they put them into this little box. But then it made sense as I was watching back with me on the show. If I were pink, every episode and leggings were the like competitive athlete moms on the show. It made sense because if you don't recognize them wearing the same thing every time, you're not going to recognize them. I look like every other white girl with blonde hair without my pink shirt on. But so like you throw pink on and you know that, that's Emily and Kelly because we are in pink every episode. So I did understand now why they do it that way. When I used to watch back, I used to be like, why are they making them wear those stupid outfits? But now I understand from an outside viewer, it makes mm -hmm. sense. Recognizable. It, it's kind of yeah. building that brand for each of your teams. Yeah. yeah. And just well, like you instantly know who is who. Well, and it also helps because you guys have, when you guys are eliminated or, or whatnot or whoever wins, like you guys have your guys' minifigures of yourselves. So it kind of resembles who you are through exactly. the show. So like our minifigures gotcha. pink and black pants and we understand who they are, you know, around the trophy, you would be able to pick out everyone in the trophy based on what they wear in there. Ultimately, you just still go in as yourself. I wasn't going to be this like different person than I was, even though I was wearing pink every episode or, you know, I still was who I was. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to ask like what you're, so when we had crashing yo-yo on from season three, um, yeah. are they both Canadian Jordan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're so like, they're up in, in Canada. Yeah. I think in Alberta, but like Emily, what was your experience like with, with the filming and stuff? Because when Crashing Yo-Yo filmed, it was very much like still coming out of COVID and Canada had a lot different rules than what the United States did. And they were in bubbles and they weren't allowed to go anywhere and they had to stay in the room. And they, they both struggled a lot with, you know, being away from their families and uh, the rules, the COVID rules, like, was your experience different or was it more, um, you we could do what you want? Follow, like, yeah, we had to follow the rules of STAG, which is like the actor's a union and like the lighting union all the people that work there have to follow those standards that they put out so we follow those same standards we did have a little more leeway than season three had um I don't know how much more because I haven't really gotten into it but it was it was hard for me I'm a very much extrovert I love people people give me energy so the idea of being alone in my room oh uh, it was it was hard it I didn't love it. And so, and my partner, super introverted, super gets energy by being alone. So she knew how to fill my cup with like, one day we had like to stay in our hotel rooms for a few days and she sent me a huge old uh, squishmallow and she's like, just hold this like it's a person. And so I did do that. And then for her, I would just give her the space when she needed it. But yeah, it was, I mean, it's grueling. You're there early mornings, leaving late from at night it's a lot yeah i think it, it sounds very similar but they were you know they were more 
lockdown, I guess is the the phrase. They I were on I... full, I think they were on like full COVID protocol. Like... Yeah. And they were testing twice a day. They were masking to and from the studio, like very, yeah. it's a whole lot. Different no contact. Than, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. We so that's similar, <laughs> similar things, but not quite to the extreme that they maybe did have. So how long did the, the whole season take to film? So it takes seven weeks to okay. film the whole thing. If you, if you make it to the finale, you're there seven weeks. And you were in Atlanta. Wow. In Atlanta, yeah. yeah. I think that's where they, that's where Crashing Yo-Yo were that's, too. They filmed at the same studio. Okay. We actually would, we would go there and they had um, put little Canadian flag Lego bricks all over the studio inconspicuously. And we found a couple of them. They had like, it sounds like something them. they would do. It was really cool. I, I like, I really like both of them. I think they're super cool. We actually got to like see Steven on a zoom call before we even started the first episode, just to give us like a little pep talk, um, not cool. crash yo-yo. And he was like, just do your best, have fun. Like this is a once in a lifetime. So. That yeah. Was, like, really speaking, cool that. speaking of yo-yo, uh, yo-yo and I have talked throughout the year. And so he's helping me with a few things. I started an Instagram trying to do just like my builds and kind of show off what I'm doing. Absolutely. And so yo-yo has been really working with me because I'm not a big mock guy. Um, and so I've been like, I'm more of like a, like, I guess it falls in with mock, but I call it modding. Like I'll buy a yeah. set and then I will just pull everything out and completely redesign it a little bit, but not like the exterior. Like I've got a, a Lego Emporium that I turned into a Lego Comic Con. Right. And so I'm doing things like that. Uh, I bought the car wash and I bought two of them and I'm turning it into like a little modular car wash that you can push your cars all the way through. And like, it takes like so much space, but he's been walking me through and he's like, you know, this is what I would do. This is a, an idea of, of like how, like what you're looking for, like maybe a few things here and there. He's phenomenal and he's so supportive. And I'm like, that's what I absolutely love. And those guys are, they're just amazing. So yeah, that's, that's awesome to hear that he was able to give like a pep talk through that. That's, yeah, no, that's it was really great. I, the Instagram Lego Instagram community is like literally one of the best of the best in the nerdums stuff. Like, oh yeah. So they supportive. will support you. Like, yes. It's like so supportive. Like you post your first mock ever and they're like, this is so great. Like you never actually know if your stuff is actually great. Cause everyone just tells you it's great. <laughs> Hard <laughs> but, to know. But it's, it's cool because, you know, for us being a part of nerd culture, like the, I feel like the Star Wars fandom is very toxic in a lot of ways. Like, oh, we've got people who are oh, OG fans. No, 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 no. Seriously. Like, like, well, no. It's funny like, that you, you say that, Jordan, because literally I was scrolling through social as you were talking and there was a post about, I think, six years ago today, The Last Jedi came out in theaters. And oh, yeah. like and, and then like somebody said uh, they were like, this is the best movie of all time. And then somebody put a clip of uh, episode three and then somebody says, Sir, before you watch anything, watch the Empire Strikes Back before you make that statement ever again. And I'm like, just it's it's proving your point. Oh yeah, gosh. yeah, absolutely. Yes, it is. And, and when when you go in and like, even the Marvel fandom is starting to get a little toxic right now. Of, well, we need more content. We need less content. We like these heroes. We don't like these heroes. Like, there's so much. But when you get down to Lego, like, it doesn't matter what you build. Like people get so excited that three-year-olds are building Lego and like 100%. people are like, you know, what, how can we come together? And as a Christian, like I sit back, I'm like, this is what I feel like heaven's going to be like. We're all just there supporting each other, loving each other. And I'm like, building that's, Lego. That's <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, that's, that's like heaven on earth for me is building Lego and having the community that just supports us. But well, it's, I'm guilty it's so too cool of the Star Wars that. toxicity, man. Like I'm passionate about my Star Wars and I'm like, don't well, even I'm, argue. Like, Jordan and I will jump on a call every week when there's a new series out or something. Like, what'd you think of the episode? I'm like, eh, I thought it was trash. And you're like, I thought it was really great. I and thought like, it, me too. I'm my husband's the same way as you, Micah. He's always like, Oh, why would they do that? And I was like, I loved it. Like, I'm the realist of nerd talk. I'm easily entertained, man. Yeah. If it's a good show, it's a good show. So for me, Emily, like, you're coming back when we hit the next Star Wars show. Yeah, yeah, bring like, me on. And I'll me. Like, it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well and you have stuff like it, it, it's it's like star wars will hit really really you know pivotal moments when we have those moments when we see things pay off in the story like that we want to see and then the rest of it really doesn't matter right and then like you have dave filoni who's just an, an amazing director and creator and you know anything animated that star wars does is golden Right. And I, and I'm got the know, Midas Jordan, touch. Jordan and Will's another guy that's on our show a lot. He, they got me into the animated stuff. And they're like, 
you got to watch Clone Wars. You got to watch Rebels. You got to watch Bad Batch. And so, like, I spent a year just binging <coughs> the animated stuff. And it's like, it's just absolutely magical. And so, it's hard to watch some of the live action stuff and not give it crap when <laughs> you have when such. The animation is yes. so point. Hundred percent. Yeah. On point. I get yes. it. Yeah, I, that makes yeah. sense. But all that to say, Jordan's absolutely correct with some of the toxic fan fandom, you know, regarding um, Star Wars, and I'm even seeing it with Marvel and DC. We just won't talk about that. But Lego seems to me a more stable community. <laughs> For me, yeah, it, it, it like, absolutely is. Love what you love and don't be an a hole. That's like absolutely that's my whole. That's my whole life. Like, let people that's, love that's... what they love. Let you know. You on Lego Masters, you get like feedback from people, and it's like, diss my build, diss anyone's build, but don't start dissing the human being behind the build. That's when it's like for me, like that draw. That's where it crosses the line. Like, don't. Was there a lot of smack talk between you guys, like on season four? Our cast, no. But like, if you want read Reddit, and everyone's like, I hate Christopher. He's the worst person. Christopher's like mm. the nicest kid I've ever met in my whole life. I would like adopt him if he would let me. Like he is <laughs> young and wonderful, and he was so helpful and so kind. Yeah, we had some banter on the show, but never any nothing Ill hostile. Christopher. No, yeah. he was marvelous. Okay, so real quick, talking about Christopher and Robert. So I saw Christopher. Gosh, and this was a few months back. So even before the show even aired, he was on Beyond the Brick. They came to his house, and there's this moment. <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy that's just, like, wandering in the background like Sasquatch? Like, just the way that it filmed, like, he just, like, kind of walked in. And he's like, oh, wait, nope, and then, like, walks away. And then he shows up on, on season four, and I'm like, he seems oddly familiar. And then the video resurfaced. I was like, that's Christopher. <laughs> Yeah, so he so was like, like, he has like secret doors in his basement that he can like walk oh, in yeah. and then walk through. And so he just thought it was funny that he was just wandering as they're doing this video. So he was, he's trying to curate the num like the most Lego sets ever owned. So I think he has ever almost 8,000. Yeah. 8,000. So I, even though he's never, he's never really mock built, is that the right word? Builded? Built. He's never mocked. Can we edit yeah. that? <laughs> He's never mocked before. Um, he has built so many sets that like you build the same thing over and over and over. You're going to learn really good techniques. He's a fabulous builder. And Absolutely. Fabulous builders. I mean, spoiler, but yeah, they're fabulous. <laughs> well, they are. And, and honestly, like as I watched, so, okay. So I'm going to back up a little bit. So season one, I was 100% on Boone and Mark's train. Like I was from oh, episode I one. I was like, those guys were awesome. And to have them show up on the, the podcast a couple of years ago, it made my day. Like I just, oh, I you. had like a full freak out. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so excited. And then uh, I, I didn't catch a lot of season two for whatever reason. It was like right in the moving time that we were moving to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. um, there was just a lot happening. And then uh season three like i followed steven and steven well season four happened and i'm sitting there i'm like no one specifically is standing out because everybody is so good with their builds and like their personality traits like everybody stood there and then you started to stand out and i was like <laughs> oh like i'm gonna see if i can get emily on the show later and so uh that's that's what sparked me me inviting you onto the show was because like there was just a lot of your personality and the way you guys did your builds and and how passionate you were I was just like, man, I'm so excited to get her uh, potentially on the show. And then you reach out and you're like, yeah, I'd love to be here. Um, and I, I love that, like, for us, you you probably don't see yourself as like a celebrity here, but just as a normal person, you're like, I'm, I'm just Emily. Yeah. And all of us who, who like let you home so we could watch you. Like my four-year-old, when I come home, there are nights where he knows like, hey, Lego Masters new episode. And he literally was so excited when you guys had the Ladybug roller coaster. He was – he loved that. And and there were just moments where I, I looked at him and I said, hey, I get to talk to her soon. And he's like, what? And oh, just, my gosh. That's this, so cute. Like, and it just happened to be like a time where I'm not with him at the moment or I would have invited him to to come in and say hi to you um, because he just – he thinks it's so cool. And like for us to invite you guys into our homes, whether – I mean, you guys don't see it that same way, but just like you guys kind of become family to some of us as we watch you guys grow and build and all this. And I'm like, you, you can't help but root for you guys. And so with that being said, what was your favorite build that you guys like? Well, out of all the challenges, what was your favorite challenge that you guys did? So 
I would probably say overall the my favorite build once it was finished was the roller coaster. I was so proud of it. It was really well built. It was really well done. Um, ultimately, like it's the one that I, I don't know. Can I can I share spoilers here? Is that yeah, okay. absolutely. Yes, okay, yes. So it was the one that we went out on because the, apparently it wasn't ambitious enough for the judges, but we were told three things that needed to have epic theme, a drop and a mechanical lift. We had all three of those. We had a really solid theme. We had a drop and we had a mechanical lift. Our drop wasn't to the point where you want to barf, but it was, we had one drop and then another drop and then a little small drop. And it was a roller coaster I would want to ride. You know, now that I'm getting older, I, yeah. I get sick on two big ones. So looking back, like everyone's like, would you have done it different? No, I wouldn't have. I still would have built it the same way we did. We could have added a loop, but then it would have been a yellow color instead of our beautiful red track. That loop would have been yellow. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Me and Kelly really wanted it to be aesthetically pleasing. Absolutely. One. But Kelly will tell you her favorite build we did was the clarinet. Um, because that's how she builds. She builds life-size replicas of things all the time. Gotcha. To really focus. And the clarinet, I mean, it was spot on. It looked incredible. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. My favorite that we did was the robots, which got a lot of flack for them because the greebling, which greebling is just like texture on top, wasn't as good as it needed to be. But we only have 10 hours. I have never motorized any lego in my whole freaking life and i motorized <laughs> the crap out of that build okay the arm was hammering the heart was spinning the eyes were glowing i'm like oh yeah so for me that one touched me the most because i felt so proud that i was able to accomplish the motorization on that to learn how to do something you've never done before in a time frame <laughs> like like your, your time and through the through the rules like you can't just like 10 hours straight, right? So you have to have like certain breaks in between. Yeah, you have to take breaks based on like rules of the stag again, the light yes. and all that stuff. So so with that, like you're getting a break through the through the mindset. I remember uh Yo-Yo talked about this a little bit. He was like, your brain gets fried after so much time of building, and you get that break, and then you have to like completely restart your brain and your thought process because you've taken yeah. that time off. And it's hard because you're not just building. You got to be on for the camera. You're wearing clothes that maybe aren't like your regular everyday clothes that you would wear. You're, it's just a lot of like, hi, I'm Emily. Like I'm building, but you're like also having to be like you. I knew a hundred percent that I did not want to have any kind of arguments with my partner on the show. We went into it saying, if we are having problems with each other, we're going to have neither of us drink coffee. We just don't like it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I drink plenty of caffeine in other ways, but we would say to each other, like, uh, we'd say, I need some coffee. And that would mean for us to like, take a step back and talk to each other without like cameras in our face. We never actually had to do that because we did get along well the whole time. Awesome. And our our relationship just grew as well as our building strengths just grew every episode. So out of the episodes, which was the hardest build for you? Hardest would be probably the B just because, which was the 2K drive episode where we built the B car. Cause you only got to use the pieces that were smashed between those two cars and the brick pit was closed. They've never done that in the history of Lego masters us where you only had the pieces you had. So you had to like be organized. I'm disorganized. You had to be organized and you had to like, we couldn't round it exactly how we wanted to. I loved our B. I thought it turned out like super cute. I thought it was, it came across the race. It was strong. Um, we were told to build really strong. So it wouldn't just be like in piles at the end of the build. So that one was probably the most challenging other than like, obviously the roller coaster. I'd never done a lift mechanism and, there were a few swear words being said um, <laughs> out loud and in my head and under my breath, but um, luckily they edited most of those out. <laughs> I, I remember watching your guys' 2K drive and I was like, they promoted one spot where you're screaming at Christopher. You're like, Christopher! Well, he literally was just running into me and his jaw was off. Like, it was like this dangling zombie car because his jaw was like dangling down and i'm like you're freaking kidding me and he's just coming after me at the end of that at the end of that race the when the episode aired my son was like well mom 
you made a huge mistake. I was like, why? He's like, you just should have built a shark. And I was like, why? He's like, everyone knows what a shark is. I'm like, you don't think everyone in the world knows what a bee is? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm sure they do. But uh, a shark is way more scary. <laughs> so my son, ultimately after that episode, my, my seven-year-old was rooting for Christopher and Robert to win because they built a shark <laughs> and it was, I should have built a shark too. So ultimately <laughs> I that just describe up. kids. Yep, I'm just like, the, you should have built a shark, mom. Come on. <laughs> like, why didn't you build exactly what Christopher was doing? And Christopher, <laughs> fabulous builder. What like building that shark, that's insane with what he did. Like him and Robert, like they are engineers, they're they're creative, they have a lot of good color usage. I, I'm proud of them. I think they deserve the W. Oh, yeah. Um, so like ultimately, yeah, I'm proud of that. But yeah, that one I was I I will say. I was laughing until a couple parts. It was mostly just Christopher. And I was, it's like when your kid does something and it's like, stop, stop. I'm going to kill you. And like the exorcist comes out of you. And all of a sudden you're no longer a mom anymore. And you're like, I need to take a break. That's how I felt at the end. But during it was like pretty fun. So I, I'm, I'm guilty of making my own ringtones and I thought about using your Christopher because I've got a Christopher <laughs> in my in my ministry and I thought about using that for when they text me. That's awesome. I no oh, longer at this point, I meet people in person and I'm like, hi. And they're like, all they go is Christopher. And I'm like, no, it's Emily. No, I'm no, no longer it's Emily. Emily. I'm just screamed Christopher at now. So it's, it's all became good. Your own, you became your own meme. I am so. definitely, I have multiple things on that show that have become very <laughs> iconic words that are being said to me. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So there was an episode about the Cirque de Soleil and you guys mm -hmm. had to kind of work in unison as a team. How challenging was that? So it was hard, but for me, I, I, I don't mean to like sound braggy, but for me, I've just been like a leader my whole life. I was raised in a point where my parents, you know, they were always like, be a leader or learn to follow other people. I, I never really yeah. learned to follow other people great. So I knew I always wanted to be a leader. So ultimately me and Ryan on our team decided to kind of be the, the captains of our team. And um, Take the, charge, hardest part, yeah. the hardest part was trying to get everyone to do the backdrop evenly. I kept saying the stage has to stay the same but the scene changes. When you go to a show, they don't change the whole stage. They just change what's happening on the stage. And that was a really hard to reiterate to people. I think I probably burnt the most calories that episode because I was just running up and down, up and down. Like I wanted everyone to succeed. At the beginning of that episode, they told us the winning team will have the winning build and the losing team will have a losing build and they will go home. So like I wanted everyone to be good on our team because I want to be the winning team and I also had to focus on my own build because I didn't want to go home so it was like it's really hard you want your build to be better than any of your teammates but you don't want so your teammates you've got a challenge on two fronts 100% was horrible so you had to like lead the team but you also had to lead you and Kelly yeah and eventually Kelly kept being like Emily <coughs> you have to let them just do what they want to do like you cannot keep trying to make them do certain things the same and so I just ultimately had to like relinquish that control eventually and I just said we're just gonna we're just gonna go for it and I was really proud clearly the underdog team like all the other team Christopher and Robert Sam and Nina Lewis and Alex Ben and Poppy they all had won freaking challenges or they were the best of the best against the teams that had almost all of us had been in the bottom at some point by then or middle at middle to bottom of the pack. So like, yeah, at, I wish I would have talked more about that. Cause we talked about it a lot being the underdogs. Like you'll hear at one point, I say, <laughs> I hate that this line made it on TV, but I say to Sam, I was like, Sam's like, we're doing like the heavens. Like, Ooh. and I was like, why? Cause you guys think you're the gods. Oh my gosh. I was like, <laughs> ah, it, it aired. I was really surprised that they aired it, but I was like, <laughs> I totally just like made them seem so arrogant and cocky, but it wasn't that it was the fact that they had just won so many times. And we, none of us had won a challenge at that point on our team. 
Okay. Oh my gosh. That that's funny though. Well, yeah. I was like, come on, Fox, you're doing me dirty right now. <laughs> so you said that one of the challenges that really are net. When you guys had to go in and look at the different objects you guys were looking at in the room to, to make your own mock and, and model, what items did you guys look at? Did you just look at the clarinet? Did you look at anything else that stood out that maybe didn't hit TV? Yeah, we looked at the ducks. Um, there were like those old school ducks. You know, every every grandparent had a duck in their house. The, the mallard, yeah. Yeah, the mallard wooden duck that is sitting, you know, late. looks like it's laying on your... Uh, coffee table or mantle or whatever but uh so we looked at those but I'm like I don't think we can get them round enough here's the deal Kelly and I we had a lot of give and take um this is what I say about this challenge this challenge was hard for me because it was so much focus on tiny minute details which is not how I build I build big like sculpture like creatures and she so we every little build she would do little by little little, 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 little you know and so for her, this one was like, right what she needed. And so I was like, do it. Let's, um, let's do that one for you. Like, let's let her have this victory. And so she want she was okay with me wanting to do three foot tall robots. And so I was ultimately like, let's do the clarinet. And it turned out awesome. I mean, Kelly did amazing on those keys. They were beautiful. You couldn't tell the difference. Even the camera people were like, at one point we went to pick up your build thinking it was the real build and it was the it was wow yeah, i mean it was great michael you'll have to look that up google it emily and kelly clarinet i don't know i think i'm on google nowadays my son actually freaked out because he was like they googled his name parker doll and they and he was like what like he could not believe he was on google all of his friends are like dude you're on google like <laughs> they're seven years old and they're so stoked they're on google so anyway it was funny. what did you think of like your other competitors in that episode with like the carpet with with sam oh and nina my gosh i was like I mean, you heard me when Sam, when Sam was taking it, I literally look at him and I'm like, have you lost your mind? That's like what the show aired. And I was like, Kelly, they are not taking that. Even Will Arnett, you can see that he is not like pretending. He's like, guys, can I just say it? This is so stupid. And he's like, can I say this? And then he's like, I'm like actually so shocked and not like TV shocked. Like he was genuinely like, why would they do this? And the chair, like, why would they think? Christopher baiting baiting them into taking the rug when ultimately he took the probably more stupid was the chair than the rug. The rug is an easier accomplishment than the chair was because it's flat, right? Like ultimately you couldn't build that big no matter how like in that time frame we had. But that chair was really more ambitious to me than the carpet because oh, I yeah. had to stand up. Well, and it was the first one picked out of the room. Well, it was like actually the second. They, they did the TV. Okay. They did the TV first. Which okay. Aubrey and Ryan were like, no. So, and then she was like the chair. She had a hard time, man. She picked some things that weren't aired on show. And I'm like, she had a hard time trying to figure out what was Lego and what wasn't. So it blew me away that she didn't even see the carpet. Yeah. But I understand now watching it back and like being there. I was so nervous about the carpet getting seen because it's reflective, right? Like it, carpet doesn't have a reflection, but Lego yes. has a reflection in light. So it had all those lights on it. You're going to see the lights bouncing off, but she just never looked down. You know, like you go to look in a room, you're not going to look down first. You're going to look at eye level, which was another thing when picking, you needed to be smart. So Aubrey and Ryan picked this TV with dead center and at, perfect eye level like you needed to still be ambitious but pick something that wasn't going to be at direct eye level gotcha so th there was more know. there was more play into it than just hey let's 100%. pick something 100 we were like okay what pieces before we we were the last people to leave the room we were like before we pick like do we even have round pieces in the brick pit that we can use to create this? We didn't know. So we had to like really think about it. Do we have these round pieces in black? If we wouldn't have had those in the brick pit, we would have been done for. There's no way we couldn't have 
could have built it. So let's talk real quick about the brick pit. What is the brick pit for those of uh, our listeners who have no idea what this is? Yeah, so the brick pit is where there's all the Lego bricks. So there's like, I think they said 5,000. Maybe there's 8,000. I mean, 8 million. Or maybe there's 5 million. Don't, I don't know. I can't remember. But five, we'll say five to be safe. 5 million Lego bricks in this brick pit. And they're all perfectly sorted for you. And you go, every, every contestant, every team gets a three trays and then two smaller trays at all times. You can't have more than that on your table at a time. So the three trays, once you're done with it, you drop it off. They resort it, put them back into the brick pit. Same kind of concept as what we um, were like, you know, you, they, they do all the work for you. I hate sorting. <laughs> so like, it's just, everything's so beautiful. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, that was the best part. I'm like, brick pit, can I get a few more of these when you have a chance? And they were marvelous. Um so with the brick pit closed on the on the 2K drive episode, that was hard for us because we didn't get to just pick. And like in the Is It Brick Challenge where we went into the fake Arnett, Will Arnett detective agency. Um, yeah, there were some things that were like, maybe we could do, maybe we could do. But we really wanted to be smart about our decision because we wanted it to be perfect. And we didn't want it to be too small that it wasn't ambitious enough or too big that we couldn't finish it. I wish someone would have done the coat, like the coat hat rack. That's what I, I was like, Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been pretty cool to do, but it's all right. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have been stressed the whole time. And instead we did the clarinet. We weren't stressed. We had a great time. We got to talk about our live me and Kelly. That's the difference between us and other teams is like, I'd look over other teams and they were not talking to each other. I cannot be quiet for more than like, 30 minutes max. And so I would be like, tell me about your favorite holiday. What favorite gift have you ever received? What's your blah, blah, blah. So like we really bonded as a team and I really got to know her really well. And you're in this pressure cooker. Oftentimes teams leave there not really thrilled at each other because you're in this pressure cooker and it's stressful. That That's what the Stevens had told us uh, earlier this year. They said that there were moments they would go to the bathroom and just scream yeah. because they were like, it's just, it's hard. And you're, That's you're, awful. you're under a lot of pressure. You're trying to get all these things done and you just can't, you can't do that anywhere that is mic'd because you're watched pretty much the whole time, except for in the bathroom. So they were like, you would go in there, scream, get it all out and then just come back in because no one, no one could record you while you're in the bathroom. Right. And so they're like, it just made it really easy to get all that frustration out over there. Yep. That, so that's like when me and Kelly would say coffee, if we ever needed it, we would both have gone to the bathroom at the same time and we would have had a conversation. We never had to. Our first episode, there was a little bit of tension. Kelly would admit it too. Um, we're both really different builders. We're both builders in ourselves. Like a lot of teams will have one really, really good builder and then one more support builder. Steven and Steven have the same thing. They have like, they're both builders, right? So it gets a little more tricky when you both are solid builders and you both want to build things the way you want to build them. Um, so our first episode, I got done and I'm like, oh, I call my husband. I'm like, this is so hard. <laughs> We're not going to be friends. And then ultimately we sat down, me and Kelly, and I was like, let's just discuss like what you need from me to feel support and what I need from you to feel support. And that's ultimately what we did. And then as you can actually watch the season and see us grow, not as a, like just as a team, but as builders, as friends, like we left there genuinely still very happy to be in each other's lives. So like we are doing so, events together still. Well, it's funny that you say that because I honestly didn't think that you guys didn't know each other moving into the into the uh, into the series. Like I did not know that they match you guys up at random some at some some people because uh, Boone and Mark, when they were on, they told me that they knew each other. They'd been building together for years. They they helped yeah. each other. Um, Steven and Steven, they work in the same fire department. They build together. Um, and so I just thought, hey, like you guys walk in together. And to know the flip side that that's not always the, the case, like that makes me appreciate it even more that you guys made it as far as you did. Like yeah, you we, guys I mean, crushed we it. haven't been building. I mean, we've built maybe a couple things together, but that was to build, to show the show what we could do together when we did come together. But other than that, 
no, we are very different in our build styles and our lifestyle, everything, but I adore her. And I think she's fabulous. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go with anyone else. If they ever asked, like, if they ever had like a redemption season, oh, she, would, yeah. like, she would be like my call. I'd be like, dude, Kelly, let's do this. Let's try again and go back. So do you, do you hope to come back for one of their winter, uh, the, like they do like those winter build the where they bring yeah, back I think the winter uh, one is seems really fun but I want to go back for redemption I am like a, you want to go I for redemption editor so for me I'd rather go back to like not just have a great time but really try to show what we can do and now that we know the groundworks of it I feel like we could just like right out the gate build some really epic stuff now we know what we're working with we know how to motorize we know like our strengths and so we'll lead into our strengths more and more. And I'm really hoping that they don't have a lot of female teams, all female teams on Lego Masters anyway. This season we did, which was really cool. They had three. Wait. Yeah, three. Right? Yes. Okay. Which in past seasons, they haven't had that many. Um, so yeah. it was cool to have that many all female teams coming in. And then it was just. It was cool to make it to the top four. They've only had another all-female team make it to the top four in season two. They have never had an all-female team in the finals, which I'm like, this could have been their year because our build was good enough to make it through to the finals. I felt like our roller coaster was good enough to make it through. People wouldn't have been all up in arms if we would have gone through for that one. And four people for four season four, four finalists. Come on, Lego Masters. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been fantastic. I, they asked, do you have any last words? And I was like, it's season four. Can't we have four finalists? So, <laughs> I thought that they obviously, they don't air 90% of what you say. Like yeah. your interviews are hours long and then you get like a 20 second clip. Okay. So with the interview process, how does that work? Because like, do you guys do the interviews after that everything's been judged? So like you guys already know the outcomes or do they do a lot of the interviewing before they even bring you back and let you know? Like, how, do, how does that part work? Because sometimes it seems like you guys have no idea what's about to happen. And I just don't know, is it like, is it scripted? Is it something that you guys add in? What does that part look like? Yeah, so I have to be careful here because of NDA, but I can say something. So we have to go off of the rules of lighting and sound. So what they take breaks on, we have to take breaks on, but we aren't in contract to be have a paid break. So at that point, we would be doing other things, potentially interviews or pictures or promos or whatever it would be. There are times in the interviews we do and we do not know what's going on, but nothing is scripted. They're, okay. they're, the only scripted things we ever had to do was like, Lego play day is on da, 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 da. Join me and Kelly and play well. Gotcha. Like they may, like they would have us do like just those, but everything that we say and do on the show, they are not forcing us to say or do like, so it's a hundred percent Emily all the, yeah, all the time other yeah. than when they need like a promo for something. Yeah. When they just need, but when they like asked me to do Will Arnett impersonation, I don't know if you saw that one on the purse challenge that everyone's like sh they told her what to do there and i was like no they i they didn't i just have hung out with that dude for now five weeks i know how his persona is and i freaking love will okay i think he's so cool <laughs> we had a great time kelly would be like dude will you gotta leave our table because you are distracting as all get out and emily is not focusing because you're here <laughs> And dude, we had fun. I, I, I had fun with him. And I hope he genuinely had fun with me too, but he's an actor. So who knows? Could, could you give us a, a Will Arnett impression? You still have it? Yeah. I mean, he, so it, it's more about seeing it, but it's a lot of like hand clapping and rubbing his hands together. And he's like, and then he puts his hands in his pocket and does this like little rocking motion. Back like a and rock. Forth. And uh, he always says like, so like Nina and Sam, tell me what you're building today. And uh, then they start to tell him and he's always like, mm, yeah, my mom never calls me either. You know, he's always about his mom, not loving him, but I know his mom does absolutely does. But he's always like, I actually haven't talked to my mom in seven years. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> At one point he made a funny comment that like literally could not have made it to the air about, he wanted me to tell my kid's all about Santa Claus. He's like, point at the camera, Emily, and tell your kid's all about Santa. Um, 
and what's going on with Santa Claus. And I was like, well, and he's like, just do it, Emily. That's his voice is low, right? He's always like, yeah, I'm, I'm the Batman. So, <laughs> but 90% of what 90% of what he says on that show will never make it to air. I bet. Um, did you guys get like photos and autographs and things like that with him? I know like for me, I, I kind of geek out with some of those people like like having like a Lego Batman movie. Like did you get him to sign it or anything? No, but I should have. That would have been really, really cool. Um, I did. We did get a picture with him and we got a picture with Amy and Jamie when you leave. Um, I know one of the people got him to record a video for his son's birthday because he happened to be on the show while he was filming. And he, well, goes, his, his, yeah. he was like, he was like, hey. Happy birthday. This is Lego Batman. And it was that was super cool. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, I've I've realized the more that like I've grown up and, and I'm I'll be 29 in a couple months. Uh, but what as I've kind of gotten older, I've realized our celebrities are just people. Like they, they still do the fun things with us. Like they're like I look at Will Arnett and I'm like, man, that guy would be a lot of fun to be around. And as you're talking, like I'm like, yeah, like he, he's kind of probably exactly as he's on the show he's probably not just faking it like that's probably how he actually is and just to know like he has fun with the fact that he was lego batman and like to to pour into some of the fun stuff and like for him to to do some of his goofball stuff for promo for lego masters like the way he speaks i'm like man that's a guy i would want to hang out with so like the more time that i spend with with this podcast and get people on here um we just i i just treat people as as they're normal people because that's what they are and right. so I'm like, you know, you guys, you guys got to do something really cool. And I want to share that experience and I want to kind of get to pick your brain of how did that work? And, you know, my, my wife looks at me when I watch these shows and, and I'm building in my Lego room and whatnot. And she's like, so do you think you could do it? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not even close. And, and the reason that I say that is just because I don't know that I could do seven weeks away from my family. It's <laughs> I, I would, I would. Jordan, dude, it's so hard. <laughs> So hard. Oh, I well, and and for me being a, a pastor and, and with my program with our youth, I mean, we've got like forty kids in our program. I don't know that I could go away for seven weeks and just be gone and and well, just, just doing. Go live. And I'm purposely like, get eliminated episode one or two. Then you're only gone for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I was there just to be like, hey guys, I'm on the show. Hey, I think I think uh, I think everyone who has any kind of Lego building experience should try for Lego Masters. It was honestly such a cool experience it was so hard to be gone I was lucky because my sister-in-law came and lived at our house so I knew my kids were well taken care of yeah um, so I was lucky in that end but yeah I did miss my kids and I was I watched that finale and I just saw because when their families came out and I was like because they my family got the call like yeah. you're not going to be coming out here because you're loved one got eliminated and I it was hard it, I cried a lot I mean shocking I cry every episode but um, I'm easily emotional, I guess. Well, Emily, we're wrapping up on time, but thank you so, so much for being a part of this episode and sharing your journey with us. It was so good talking to you. Um, for all of our listeners, definitely check out Lego Masters Season 4. It is available through the Fox app, and you can catch it on iTunes and other streaming services. Uh, but we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk. <laughs>